If I were to ask you who the most influential set of people on this earth would be, I suppose many of you would probably say maybe Kim Kardashian, <laughs> you know, as soon as she promotes a product, it sells out. Some of you might say a footballer. Some might say, some of the, some of the more pretentious ones might say a politician. <laughs> um, but I would say it's those who pray. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist church movement or denomination rather said that it seems as if God does nothing unless someone prays now Jesus himself the son of God prayed if you look at Hebrews 7 verse Hebrews 5 verse 7 it says during the days of Jesus's life on earth he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Wow. So if Jesus himself can pray consistently, fervently, how much more you? If he didn't pray or commit himself to a life of prayer, his mission to reconcile man to God would have failed. How much more you? Mm. Now, Revelation 13 verse 8 tells us, and all the people who belong to this world worship the beast they are the ones whose name were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made now that's patches tells us that before god formed the waters and the earth before he formed adam before the beginning mm. he had assigned a mission for christ mm. he was already slaughtered already slain in other translations now he was predetermined to die on the cross, but he still needed to pray to bring about the will of God mm. so that he could complete his mission. Mm. So if Christ needed to pray to bring about the will of God to complete his mission, how much more you? Mm. Now, our Lord was not the only one who was assigned a mission. If we turn to Psalms uh, 139 from verse 13, and I'll read the NLT version. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in the utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. So before the forming of you, before you were conceived, mm. every day that you have had and have yet to have has been recorded and written out in detail down to the moments, not to the hours, but to the actual moments. And a moment is a minute and a half. Mm. Has wow. been drawn out, written out for you by God. Before your parents even went home. Before your day. parents even lips. <laughs> <laughs> before they even knew each other. From day way before they before they were even born, mm. your days are written out. Wow, that's deep. So, in order for you to bring about the perfect day, the perfect life, the perfect mission that Christ God has given to you and designed for you, you have to pray for the will of God to be done. Wow. Matthew four verse four tells us, but Jesus told him, "No, the Scripture says, man shall not live by on bread alone." on every word that comes from the mouth of God so when you're praying the Lord's prayer and saying give us this day our daily bread 
You're not asking for something that's superfluous, something that's in the air, some random thing. You're specifically asking, you have written about these days from the beginning. You have written from moment to moment. Give me the thing I need okay. to carry out okay. the thing, the mission that you want me to carry okay. out. Do you see? Yeah, it's not yeah. some random spiritual thing that you're talking about. You're asking what you have written down in the annals of time from before time began. Let it come and manifest now so I can carry out the mission. At this point, I'll just like to add in two things. So, two trains of thought that I've got from what you're talking about. Mm. So, the first one is that everyone has a predestined purpose. Yeah. But that purpose is not going to fulfill itself. Right. Now, when you receive a prophetic word, uh, it doesn't mean that that word is going to be self-fulfilling. Mm. You're still going to have to pray towards it and still work towards it. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, in the book of Numbers chapter 22, is the story about Balak sending his officials to get Balaam to come mm-hmm. and prophesy and curse a certain group of people. Yeah. And what happens is when Balak's people get to Balaam, who was the prophet, they ask him to come and curse. He prays and God tells him, don't go and do it. Right. But then they come back with more money and with more high ranking people. Yeah. And then he goes to pray again mm-hmm. because in his heart now it's almost like he wants to go and do it because god's already said no but he's going to pray again to see if maybe god's changed his mind mm-hmm. now balaam who was a prophet of god ends up being referred to later down the line as a false prophet uh... now the posture of your heart can determine sometimes what you think god is saying for you to do wow. or the direction that you think god is taken you in wow so because he had said in his heart that he wants to go and curse the people mm-hmm. so he can get the money and all the things that they had promised him yeah 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 that was the response that he got wow so you have to be really careful about what you sort of put in your heart as an idol because wow. sometimes that thing can speak to you or rather what you have in your heart as an idol can dil- can dilute the message that you're downloading from the spirit of god right 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 now we're all aware of the events that happened in the book of Jonah, where God sends them to the city of Nineveh, the great city of Nineveh, to um, uh, deliver the message. But if you read verse 3 of chapter 1, it says that he flees from the presence of God. So from where God was and where God wanted him to go, he runs away from it. And the result of that is that great trouble arises in his life. You know, God sends a, a wind to trouble the sea and he's swallowed by the will, so on and so forth. But when he did repent, and decides to go where God is, go where God has sent him. That is key because we as believers should understand, even though we may enter or be in the permissive will of God, he has always made provisions for us to be reconciled to him. So we may walk in the perfect will of God whenever we choose to decide to come back. Mm. Now, funny enough, when Jonah actually got to the city, if you read chapter three, verse four, I believe, it says that he spoke one sentence. he didn't give a whole sermon he didn't give a whole speech he spoke one sentence and the king decided that from the eldest person to even the animals there should be a declared fast and perhaps if they do so god might have mercy on the city so when you're walking in the perfect will of god the work that he has commissioned you is easy Mm, his burden is light his yoke is easy 